Hello, and welcome to the Foot School Podcast. I'm Andy Brummage. April is the cruelest month, so wrote T.S. Eliot in his famous poem, The Wasteland. But that was long before April was named National Poetry Month. The American Academy of Poets designated April as National Poetry Month in 1996, drawing inspiration from the successes of Black History Month and Women's History Month. It's a chance to read, write, and celebrate the art of poetry for a whole month. So maybe Eliot would feel differently about April today. In this episode, we're featuring original poetry by Foot students. Let's start with a poem by one of our youngest learners. In kindergarten this spring, teachers read aloud several spring poems, including In Just by E.E. E. Cummings and The Daffodils by William Wordsworth. After looking for signs of spring in the campus woods, the children painted spring forest scenes with Q-tips and wrote sentences about their favorite spring activities. One kindergartner decided to write his in the form of a beautiful little poem. My name is Luke, and I'm in kindergarten, and this is my poem. The day is good, the weather is nice, daffodils, now that's a big surprise, and they close their blossoms after day tumbles down. First graders wrote poems inspired by Kit Wright's The Magic Box. This repeating pattern poem describes the magical things that we will put in our boxes and ends with what the box looks like. My name is Graham and I am in first grade. I will put in the box the, a magic e- alive pencil, the soft sound of the wind, an owl's ghostly hoot. I will put in the box the bird's soothing song, the music of the waves, crashing onto the beach. I will put in the box the trees rustling, the sweet nectar of the beehive, the quiet chirp of the cricket. My box is fashioned from dark bulk with clouds on the lids and flowers in the corners. I shall surf in my box on my warm sweet heart. My name is Kieran and I am in first grade. I will put in the box the dark ink of an octopus, the movement of fabric blowing in the wind, the loud trumpet of an elephant. I will put in the box the whoosh of a gust of wind, a marshmallow and freshly boiled hot chocolate, the softness of a peach. I will put in the box the glitter of a steel sword, the yumminess of a mango, a new shiny remote control car. I will put in the box the shine and warmth of the sun, a brand new chocolate bar, the rough tree bark of a birch. I will put in the box the sweet song of a robin, 106 T-Rex bones, the sparkle of a diamond ring in the sunlight. My box is fashioned from newly mined diamonds with soft wool on the lid and dark monsters in the corners. I shall bike in my box on iron pedals. As part of a month-long poetry unit in second grade, students wrote poems based on found natural objects after being instructed to look at the object using a poet's eye. My name is Ben. I'm in second grade. My poem's name is The Leaf. A little spear of yellow on a plane of green that soars on air and hangs in the sky, fighting, fighting to stay in the sky. 
Third graders are studying regions of the United States, and as part of that unit, they research some of the many spectacular national parks in our country. After looking at several landscapes from their park, they chose one to paint with watercolors, which also served as inspiration for original haiku poems. My name is Gage, and I'm in third grade. My haiku is inspired by my painting of Everglades National Park in Florida. Tall marsh grass wiggles, cotton candy clouds line skies, palm trees dance in the wind. My name is Ruthie and I'm in third grade and my, and my haiku is inspired by Grand Canyon National Park. A stunning sunset, a river that looks like glass, layered red and brown. Hi, my name is Danny and I'm in third grade. My um, haiku is inspired by Congre National Park. Lava orange leaves, tall trees as still as statues, vast peaceful wetlands. Fourth graders are studying and writing multiple styles of poetry. One is the so-called Where I'm From form, inspired by a poem of the same name by Appalachian poet George Ella Lyon, who penned it in 1993. First, the fourth graders wrote a Where I'm From poem from the perspective of the main character in Africa is My Home, about an enslaved child on the Amistad. Later, the students wrote a Where I'm From poem from their own perspective. Here are two of those. My name is Kaya, and I'm in fourth grade. This is my Where I'm From poem. I am from big wooden cellos, from cheese curds and fresh ears of corn. I am from dark wood decorating the walls and big green backyard. I am from a big tree whose branches tower tall. I am from seashells and horseshoe crabs, from Higa and Mariama. I am from teachers and scientists and from musicians, from big smiles. I am from music during Christmas. I am from Tokako, Omari, and Omi, from crepes and Baumkuchen, from a fighter pilot who almost flew an emperor and from a metal worker who built a cathedral, from a big soft blanket. I am from those moments in time and space that make up who I am. My name is Henry, and I'm in fourth grade, and this is my Where I'm From poem. I'm from violin, from Wii, video game platform, and blocks. I'm from green and messy, kind of, in my room, and comfy and cozy. I'm from the river in my backyard, whose river swayed as the wind moved along. I'm from the Nintendo Switch and PS4 from mom and dad. I'm from a violinist with blue eyes from my mom and from brownish blondish hair before my blue hair. From lots of moles on my body, I'm from seeing my second friends for the last time. I'm from grandma and grumpy grandpa from spaghetti and meatballs, my mom's great 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 grandmother who ran away from Nazis and from World War One or Two, Uncle Johnny. My bed, I'm from those moments green and messy in my room. Fourth graders are also writing poems as part of their biography unit. These short bio poems follow a specific form and identify the character traits of the subject, someone who was important to them, something they loved, strong feelings or a fear they had, what they contributed to society, and where they lived. Here are two bio-poems, one about Frederick Douglass and another about Hank Aaron. My name is Cleo and I'm in the fourth grade. Frederick, 
Loud, brave, clever, and proud. Grandson of Betsy Bailey, who loved reading and writing, who felt that every black person should be able to be free, who feared that slavery would continue, who needed to be heard, who gave people the hope that a better day would come, who wanted for everyone to be free and able to do what they want. Resident of Washington, D.C., Douglas. My name is Eli, and I am in the fourth grade. This is my biography poem about Hank Aaron. Hank, brave, tough, and shy, husband of Barbara, lover of baseball and human rights, who felt upset about how he and other black, black ball players were treated, who feared pills and being lynched, who needed a healthy body and a brave soul, who gave his voice to fight against segregation, who wanted to be good at baseball and to enjoy life, lived in Atlanta, Georgia, Aaron. For a unit on poetry, fifth graders studied shape poems, list poems, narrative poems, and other forms, and read the works of famous poets including Langston Hughes, Gwendolyn Brooks, Nikki Giovanni, and William Carlos Williams. Students also wrote their own original poems and selected their three best ones to edit, revise, and illustrate for a class anthology. Here's a fifth grader reading her wonderfully descriptive poem about a favorite food. Hi, my name's Amelia. I'm in fifth grade, and my poem is called Sushi. Rolled out, then smoothed down, gently pushed and patted flat, now stuffing the green seaweed with rice, poking in the salty pink salmon, fresh from the sea, now rolling it up into a cylinder and dicing that up into smaller pieces. It looks so good. Mmm, yum. I see it there, waiting for me, on the dish, making my mouth water. It's coming towards our table. I have eyes for nothing but the sushi. The waiter slides it onto our table. My hand reaches for it. I feel hunger build inside me. My hand comes closer and closer, 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 inches from the delicious-looking food. I reach for the plate. Amelia, put your napkin on your lap. And then my sister takes the best piece. Dang. In sixth grade humanities, students were asked, what makes a good leader? What qualities do leaders have? To answer that, the students were challenged to write a nine-line poem about leadership, with nine words on the first line, eight words on the second line, and so forth. My name is Dylan. I'm in sixth grade. My poem is titled Leader Poem. Being a leader isn't so easy as you think. When everything becomes chaos, there is a leader. A leader who can make things right. A great leader shows the way, but has consequences to pay. They love their people, make things right. They reestablish peace. I'm Lucas. And I'm in sixth grade, and my poem is called Leadership. Leaders aren't afraid to fight for what is right. In the face of danger, leaders do not run. A leader takes responsibility for their actions. They lead through mountains or deserts. They fight tigers or snakes. Putting others over themselves, calm under pressure, that is leadership. Hi, my name is Anushka, and I'm in sixth grade, and I have a leader poem. They work through the tough and carry us too. Standing alone like a rock in a running river. The fish behind, guarded by the leader. They carry us up the mountain, facing the harsh, cold wind. Members ask the leader, why trust you? 
because I unite. My name is Jamie, I'm in sixth grade, and my poem is titled Malala. I'm a young girl that changed the world. I have overcome many challenges in my past, but there are so many to solve. People are experiencing pain and suffering, but I can make a difference. I am determined. I am strong. I am Malala. Seventh graders wrote so-called occasional poems that were inspired by a current event that moves, angers, saddens, or inspires them. Hi, my name is Brooke. I'm in seventh grade, and my poem is titled One Day. One day, when women can say, I worked just as hard and got equal pay. When women can roam the streets at night, not wondering if they'll come back all right. When women can pursue their jobs without wondering of her child's sobs. Stay in the kitchen, don't go to work. The feeling of hope will always lurk. One day, our day will come. We will all be there, united as one. Not every student poem is an assignment. Foot students write poetry in their free time to express themselves and to publish in our school literary magazine, Footnotes. Here are three such poems. First, you'll hear a third grader's poem, which she submitted to Kwame Alexander's Community Poem Project. Next, you'll hear a seventh grader's original poem about confidence. And finally, you'll hear an eighth grader's poem about growing up, facing challenges, and keeping on. My name is Eve, and I am in third grade. If you see the seven seas, move together to change what you see and help build our history. Protest and marching brings strength back and helps us change our act. Calm like a lake, but fierce like a waterfall, it changes us all. Hi, my name is Ahabia, and I'm in seventh grade, and I wrote a poem about confidence. The thing about confidence is it comes and goes, though it never really stays. One day you feel awesome, the next you're hiding everything about yourself. Everyone has their on and off days, but most people have off days, which is normal, though we all wish it wasn't. My name is Asher, and I'm in eighth grade. This is a poem that I wrote called The Ocean is Still. Time stood still, so I walked to the ends of the earth and back. I took long strides across paved roads, trekked across oceans frozen in time, hiked treacherous mountains dusted with snow. I stopped among large crowds, once bus- loud and bustling, and screamed till my voice grew hoarse, with no response. I stopped to marvel at the world's greatest wonders, but there was no one to share my amazement with. And once I reached the ends of the earth, I'd gain nothing. Life can't be lived if time does not fly. And for the first time, I was not afraid of what was to come. I was desperate for something to happen. For a wave to crash, for a hill to roll, for a valley to run. Nothing. So I walked home, and life resumed. Poetry at Foot is not limited to the English language. Every year... Foot students participate in a statewide poetry competition where they recite poems in Spanish, Latin, Mandarin Chinese, French, and heritage languages they speak at home. Here's a seventh grader reading a sinquain she wrote in Latin class to celebrate National Poetry Month. Hi, my name is Yasmina. I'm in the seventh grade. My poem is in Latin, and it's called Italia. Italia pulcra mira, amat explorat, sentit habitat, Perpetuo Roma. As part of their humanities course, eighth graders wrote acrostic golden shovel poems about patriotism. The form was borrowed from Michael Kleber Diggs' poem, America is Loving Me to Death. I'll leave it to eighth grader Nora to explain the form and share her deeply moving poem about women's suffrage. My name's Nora, and I'm in eighth grade. 
My poem is titled The Story of Suffrage. The format of the poem I wrote is called a golden shovel poem. My golden shovel has the first word of each line spell out women's rights, and the last word of each line spells out the first 12 words of the 19th Amendment. Wars kept covering their message. They yearned to be heard. The expectation of the obedience of a woman, working while others were at war, pushing for the right men didn't think they deserved. Going to jail, declining the comfort of eating for their movement. Wealthy and affluent female citizens not wanting to gain this right and offering alcohol so gluttonous men would support the inequality of sexes. Despite all the backlash, the suffragists stood tall in the radiant white dresses they wore, waiting for the day when society would become united. Ida B. Wells, Alice Paul, Carrie Catt, Susan B. Anthony, all working to gain votes from the states, growing impatient at Woodrow Wilson and others in office, dedicating their life to helping the women of tomorrow grow up in a world where they have the choice to vote. The suffragists went through a lot for the good of this generation, and they shall stand in history as some of the bravest and strongest women of all time. Some suggested giving up. They did not. Unfortunately, we didn't get to record any ninth graders for this podcast. That's because they're just starting their poetry unit, which will culminate in the always impressive ninth grade poetry cabaret at the end of the school year. We'll bring you some of that in a future podcast. That's all for this episode. With apologies to T.S. Eliot, this is the way the podcast ends. Not with a bang, but with students reading the end credits. Foot School Podcasts are a production of The Foot School, an independent school for grades K-9 to in New Haven, Connecticut. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It will help other people find our podcast. Find more information at www.footschool.org. Thank you for listening.